Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday. It's Friday. The weekend is here, and we're so close to Packers football. Trying to stay composed. Trying to stay calm as I drink my Travis Jervy old-fashioned. I call it that because Corey makes these great old fashions, like the Vince Lombardi old fashioned, the Charles Woodson old fashioned. Like he makes phenomenal old fashions. I make what are essentially terrible old fashions. Um, shout out Travis Jervy, love the Tiger. Uh, I used to sell him shirts at the Polo Outlet Store in Oshkosh. True story. Uh, but yeah, he gets the nom nomaker of uh, the old fashioned, the Travis Jervy old fashioned. Do a great weekend. Here we go. Mm. That's good stuff. Hope you're all doing well. The Packers are set to play the Chicago Bears for the 207th time on Sunday. And we shall witness. We shall witness, as Packers fans, the start of a new era with Jordan Love under center. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope most, if not all of you, can join Corey and myself for the return of the Cheesehead TV watch party on Sunday afternoon. We'll be here starting at kickoff. Uh, actually, before kickoff at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Lambo time, Corey and I will be live here on the Cheesehead TV YouTube channel and probably the Cheesehead TV Facebook page, which has finally been resurrected. Um, hope to see you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a good time. 4 p.m. Eastern, be there uh, to watch the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love, who will become the first uh, starter. Obviously, uh, week one starter, other than Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre since 1993 or 92, if you want to be technical about it. That's kind of insane. That's kind of crazy to me. And I love that we get to witness this incredibly significant moment in Packers history together. Cheesehead TV fans, Patreon fans, Carry the G Club fans. I'm, I'm so jazzed. I can't. Like I'm having trouble, and this is probably problematic since I'm on the mic and on camera here. I'm having trouble coming up with the words to like convey how excited I am. I, I am so excited for the new era. You guys know, anybody who's watched this channel for any length of time knows how I felt towards the end of the Rodgers era. Not to diminish Rodgers or anything he did for the franchise, but it was time, and it's been time. It's probably a year late in regards to needing to turn the page. And now that the page is finally turned, I am so excited. I can't wait. Um, obviously, the big news of the day, zeroing in on this game, is that Christian Watson will be unavailable. He has been ruled out. Uh, the injury report, the final injury report, has been released. And uh, Watson is out. Dobbs is questionable after being a limited participant again on Friday. Feels like, and that's all this is, is a feeling, but it does feel like, Dobbs should be out there on Sunday, but I don't think that's a foregone conclusion. But he should be available. Other than that, the Packers are good to go. Uh, as for the Bears, they have a linebacker who is questionable, uh, who is also himself dealing with a hamstring injury, much like Dobbs and Watson. Uh, but other than that, the Bears are right as rain. And it's fascinating watching, and I think we've talked about this here and both here and on transplants. So much has been said about Jordan Love and Justin Fields and the passing game. And the receivers, both with the Packers and how they are going to have to, you know, institute whoever it is they have to run routes. And then the Bears and all the kind of injection of talent that they've had, DJ Moore, etc. And 
what's so funny to me is that so little attention and so little bandwidth seemingly has been given to what I think will decide this football game, which is the running game, and more importantly, who can stop the run. We all know the Bears, as I said, I believe, uh, last night on uh, Last Call Lambo, which was a ton of fun over at Game On Wisconsin. If you haven't checked it out, I highly encourage you to do so. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Packers haven't stopped the run since the earth cooled. I mean, yes, some hyperbole there, but that's what it feels like. It's been a long time. Uh, and then you switch over and you look at the Bears, and they haven't been able to stop the run in, in, in ages, and they certainly couldn't stop the Packers from running the football last season. A.J. Dillon, in particular, went to town against this Bears defense. And I understand, new year, it's week one, which is always tons of unscouted looks. Who knows? But it's still a fundamental game of blocking and tackling. And I don't see how either of these teams are going to be able to stop the run. Where I do think the one area where I think the Packers may be able to take advantage is up front with their new more athletic defensive line. And that is not to say that I think they are clearly superior because God knows you guys have heard me all summer talk about how I need to see it. But when you're talking about Lucas Patrick as your starting center, which is what you're talking about in Chicago, I'm thinking Devontae Wyatt and Kenny Clark could make his life miserable on Sunday, not to mention TJ Slayton. And I think Lucas is a battler. I love him all All he did in Green Bay was answer the bell. No doubt about it. But especially against those gentlemen, I think the Packers have a decided advantage there. And I don't doubt for a moment that Luke Getze will want to get the ball both out of his quarterback's hand as far as running the football and handing it to uh, Herbert, who I think is a legit problem. He's a very good player. Uh, But also, so much horizontal stuff. We're going to see him rise and fire a ton, whether that is from under center or in the shotgun, just get the snap and just chuck it to either perimeter and uh, let those guys go to work on some of these slip screens, some of this uh, stuff where they like to get guys in space. We saw some of that in preseason. Um, look, and I'm not sitting here telling you that they're not going to take shots downfield. Of course they are. It's the NFL. Uh, but I do think the name of the game, especially early on, is going to be let Justin get in rhythm by – you know, not having to hold the ball too long and not allowing those guys up front for Green Bay to go to town and pin their ears back. Um, and I don't necessarily think that that means they're going to button it up and run the football in three yards in a cloud of dust. And it's 2023 in the NFL. That's just not what's done. But I do think Luke Getze is a smart guy, and he is going to have lots of three-step drops, lots of ways to get the ball out of Justin's hands quickly so as not to have to ask, Lucas Patrick and company to hold up along the interior. But eventually in an NFL game, third and long is going to happen. It's going to present itself. And that's where I think the advantage goes to Green Bay. Um, You know, lots been made about Jordan Love and the fact that, you know, clearly it's his first, you know, season start. He kind of caught himself actually in his interview the other day uh, at his locker or in the locker room. Um, Clearly had this start in Kansas City. Um, but first time as a starter, uh, taking over the reins as the starting quarterback. And where he has a decided advantage, I think, over Justin Fields, forget his game. I think the guys in front of him in Green Bay are better than the guys in front of Justin Fields in Chicago. Um, not to say that they're not you know, good NFL players or anything like that, but I just think that's 
where the Packers can win as far as staying ahead of the sticks, being efficient with the football. I don't see how the Bears, other than maybe possibly, I'm not even going to say surprising the Packers with because that's week one. There's tons of unscouted looks each and every game. But I think, you know, sending tons of pressure to try maybe flood, uh, you know, the blocking assignments and try and confuse the Packers up front. But I think if they stick with their four-man rush, which was their M.O. against Rodgers and company last year in, in Chicago, the Packers going to win that game. Um, and that's why I do think we'll see, they may not exotic pressures, but some overloads and things to try and get after Jordan and get maybe not him flustered, but get him to make a mistake, right? Um, but ultimately it comes down to who can stop the run because if the Packers can run the ball effectively and efficiently, that opens up everything that I think Matt LaFleur wants to do with Jordan Love as far as not only the bootleg stuff, some of the high-low delineated reads that we saw, certainly in some of these preseason games, but also just play action, just run action to get linebackers biting down, maybe safety's taking a false step, and then Jordan you know, being able to rise and fire from a comfortable pocket because guys have bought into the run because it has been effective and you've had to commit numbers and you do take these false steps. And then you've got a one-on-one or you've got a guy who maybe – started as a blocker, say a, t- a Tucker Craft or a Luke Musgrave, and then released and got out into the flat or did an over route. Those are the things that I think if the Packers are able to run the ball, and I think they're going to be able to, they should win. They should win often and be able to at least get into position to score points. Um, now, when you talk about the Packers defense, no question about it. If you listen to Carry the G and MKE or Packer Transplants, you know where I'm going with this. Or if, hell, if you've been here on Packers Daily all offseason, I don't trust Joe Barry any further than I can throw him. He's got to show me. He's got to prove it. Uh, and that's why I, I, I do think the Bears will probably score a couple touchdowns, if not three touchdowns. But I do also think the Packers are going to be able to score just enough to stay ahead. And I have the Packers winning this game 27-21, to 21, which means absolutely nothing. It's not worth the pixels that this video is going out with, but – uh, that's my prediction, 27-21. Jordan Love starts his era as the Packers starter um, as a uh, quarterback who has led his team to an initial victory. Can't wait for watch party and for all of you to throw this back in my face. It's going to be a lot of fun. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How's everybody doing? Good to see everyone in the uh, comment section. So many people chiming in already. We got Zach starting us off with a super chat. How are you, man? Air Jordan officially takes the throne on Sunday. He will soon be crowned King of the North. I like where you're headed, man. I like the allu- the the allegory. I'm down with it. I am absolutely down with it. Mimsy, thanks for the super chat. No Watson, love legacy game in coming. <laughs> Let's fucking go. All right, okay, easy. I understand losing Watson is a blow. He's a talent, and he's certainly a game wrecker slash changer. He's a blue chip player potentially if you can ever consistently stay on the field. But he's not the end-all, be-all. It's not like they lost Jerry Rice 
being out there, you know, like, yeah, he's a weapon. There's no doubt about it. I'm not trying to minimize his ability, but the Packers got plenty of other ways they can kill you and they can beat the bears without Christian Watson of that. There's little doubt. Mark, thanks for the super chat, man. You got the pack a day podcast competing with you live right now. I know. And I love Andy. He knows I go live every day at five Eastern four central. He's doing this on purpose. I'm kidding. Hey, there's plenty of love for all. Love me, Smandy. By the way, I'll be talking football with Andy every Monday all throughout the season. I hope you guys checked out Let's Talk Football this past Monday. Hope you'll check it out this Monday. It's going to be a lot of fun. I kick ass 44. Yeah, you do. Thanks for the super chat, man. I used to be a regular, but my son was born, so just can't make these as often. Your perspective on only worrying about your kids is something I've carried over into my fatherhood. It's helped a lot. Much love from Nodak. Well, dude, that's possibly the nicest super chat I've ever had. Uh, That's amazing. Thank you so much. Congratulations on the birth of your son. And uh, yeah, it changes your perspective. I've told the story so, so many times. Uh, When uh, the Packers won that game against Seattle in the Snow Globe game, uh, where one of our Chiefs TV partners, Jersey Al, was at that game. Uh, You know, that week, that game happened. And then during that week, my youngest was born. Olive was born. And then the following week, during the championship game, when we lost to the Giants on that kick, and the cold and the tines and whatever, Olive was literally a few days old, laying on – I was on the sofa by myself in the dark watching the game, and Olive was here. And that kick went in. And I remember, like, any – past years, I probably, you know, I've been very upset. Now, don't get me wrong. I was sad, but, like – I just looked at her and was like, okay, on the next season. It just changes your perspective. It really does. Or it, at least it did for me. I mean, your mileage may vary. But I kick ass. I'm glad you uh, are recognizing what I'm talking about. Like, man, worrying about the Packers, like, I get it if it's a big game, especially a rivalry game, especially when there's so much maybe online clout on the line <laughs> when it comes to uh, Packers and Bears fans. Like, yes, I understand there's tension there, right? But worry, like true worry about a Packers game, is that going to help? Is that going to improve their performance in any way? No. I only worry about my kids. That's where the true worry is. The Packers, never. Mario, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Aaron Jones should have 20-plus touches, no excuses. Should we also expect to see a lot of Luke Musgrave? Yeah, I think Aaron will get involved. There's no doubt about it. I do wonder how much, because of the Watson injury, where he might be utilized a little bit more, not as a receiver, but in the passing game, uh, potentially. Uh, But yes, get him the ball early and often. To me, you guys know, I I just want him to be involved early. Build a lead by using Aaron Jones. This should not be rocket science. Like, he is one of, if you're not best player on offense, get him the football. If we get to the halftime on Sunday and he's got – two carries and one catch, I am going to throw things. And Packer man better look out for his life, you know? So I'm with you on that. As far as a lot of Luke Musgrave, I'll, I'll only reiterate what I've said a couple times. It, all I know is that it's very clear the Packers have several plays, if not an entire package, geared towards Musgrave as the primary read. Like, there were so many plays this summer where it's very obvious they're working on plays where – He's the guy, you know, and that doesn't mean like that. They're going to call them all like hell. We might not see any or many of them until like 
two, three weeks into the season or a month or two into the season. Like, it depends on the game plan, depends on the defense you're facing, what their schematics are. Like, all of that plays into it. But I have zero doubt there are going to be plays in this game that are designed to get Musgrave the ball to allow him to use that athleticism, that speed, and, and run away from dudes and just get into space and go to town, right? So could it be a, you know, a lot? I don't know about a lot, but there'll be a handful of plays where you're going to be able to tell, like, that was for Musgrave to go try and hit a home run. Uh, I have zero doubt about that. Jack, thanks for the Super Chat, man. Are they going to evaluate DeBose on the, to the 53 Sunday? Good chance, Jack. Good chance. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure that that's a foregone conclusion just because he did miss so much time. And, yes, he did look good when he finally got out there. But, man, there's a whole nother level when the regular season rolls around. The game plan gets put in place, and you've got to be able to count on guys to know not only the plan but what's expected of them each and every play, each and every adjustment. I mean, I don't know, man. I think a big part of that is about his ability to help on special teams. And if they think they can help him, he can help them, then, yeah, he probably will be. I will say, though, Justice pointed this out earlier this offseason, and he's spot on. You know, since Rich Basaccia has come on board, he has weeded out a lot of the wide receiver body types. It's been a lot more linebacker safety, defensive line, offensive line, et cetera. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Saul, thanks for the Super Chat, man. Should we expect Aaron Jones to be moved more involved in the passing game? Just talked about that. Yeah, probably. I, I don't think it's a huge adjustment, right? I don't think it's going to be like, well, now we've got to throw Aaron the ball like 15 more times or anything like that. But I do think we'll see a handful of plays where he's the primary read, whether that's a screen, whether that's a you know choice route out of the backfield. I think, yes, there's little doubt in my mind that that'll be part of the, part of the uh, ev- evolving of the offense, so to speak. Robin, how are you, man? Good to see you. Run the freaking fracking ball. Sorry for my language. <laughs> Were you like channeling Tom Grassi over here? Robin, I love you. Thanks for being a carry of the G Club member. Appreciate you, buddy. Mike, thanks for the super chat, man. Would make perfect sense to feature 33 and 28 and run the ball. So betting the mortgage on the Packers opening up with five wide. Did you see, by the way, I'm so glad you brought that up. Did you see last night the very, very first snap the Lions took where they come out? And they were in five wide spread. And then they motioned, you know, a guy in the backfield and went to a something more closed. But I was like, you know, if Matt does that on Sunday, I like I'm gonna absolutely call him a troll. Come out in the spread five wide. Just to just to make my heart race. Well, Hungarian, thanks for the super chat. More pressure on Love or LaFleur for the first six games. How much did twelve save Matt's ass versus twelve sabotaging LaFleur's game plan? Well, no one could ever answer that question. Uh, I will say it's interesting to me that Matt chose the phrase hero ball in his final press conference last season, something that I don't think he did that unprompted. Um, And I know that's kind of the parlance of the Internet, but Matt is able to use the Internet. And I don't doubt for a moment that he would be the first one to tell you that he's very, very, very blessed and lucky to have landed in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's not, you know, it's not a secret. Like, Aaron Rodgers erases a lot. But in that time, Matt has undoubtedly found himself as a coach, knows what he likes and what he doesn't, how he wants his team to look like, what he, how he wants to operate. And he was allowed to do that while having a future Hall of Famer at quarterback. So, yeah, I, it's hard for me to sit here and say, like, 
one or the other, right? Because it's always a mix. That's everything in football. You know, that there's always levels and complexity to it. And I do love – I appreciated uh, Rob Domofsky's piece on ESPN. I believe it dropped this morning regarding, you know, the switch to, quote-unquote, Matt's offense and Matt's kind of prickliness about that. But uh, it will be fascinating to see how it evolves. Uh, as far as, like, pressure, more pressure on Love or LaFleur, I think there's no doubt that uh, much of the pressure is on LaFleur. Uh, simply because he, you know, if for no other reason that he retained Joe Barry, but he's got to win. He's got a new quarterback. And, yes, that does provide him some grace as far as, okay, you're starting a new chapter with a lot of young guys, including a first-time starter, et cetera. But you were also hired to win football games, and you've been here a number of years. And you, you did miss the playoffs last year. So now let's giddy up. Soder, thanks for the Super Chat, man. Today's graphic photo was 52 years old. Packers beat the Bears twice in 1971. The past is prologue, even when they when it is really old. Nothing gets by you, Soder. I just tried to find something from you know back in the day. 207 meetings. It's amazing. It's amazing. Ryan, thanks for the super chat, man. As a Packers fan and a Brewers season ticket holder, I'm happy the scheduling gods made both schedules fit this week. If the Brewers played the Yankees in Milwaukee, I'd be at the game. Look at you. Well, funnily enough, the Brewers are playing here in New York, and you couldn't pay me to go to that trash-ass stadium that the Yankees play in. I saw the Brewers win at the good stadium here in New York. Uh, I don't need to see them in the Bronx. Um, Let me tell you right now, that old Yankee stadium was brilliant, awesome, historic, and I understand all the New Yorkers saying, oh, they needed to update, they needed to upgrade, blah, blah, blah. They should have studied Lambeau Field and their, you know, metamorphosis from the old Ironside version to the brilliant jewel that it is now, rather than, oh, hey, let's build a shopping mall and drop a fucking baseball diamond in the middle of it, which is essentially what Yankee Stadium is. Don't get me started on this shit, man. Drives me nuts. Jerry, thank you so much for the super chat. Greatly appreciate the support. Thank you. 43 years ago yesterday was the infamous Chester Markle blocked field goal slash touchdown in overtime against the Bears. Go Pack Go. Yes, Jerry, 100%. Saw that many places online. And, of course, you, you would be remiss if you did not mention the wonderful fact that Markle literally did cocaine at halftime, which he wrote about in his book. And I'm not saying he was, you know, flying high on coke or anything like that, but he certainly did some at halftime of that game. And then scored the winning points. God bless him forever. All right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. As I said, can't wait to see you guys on Watch Party on Sunday. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, Thank you so much for the support. If you're a Patreon member or carry the G Club member, I cannot thank you enough. Please, I understand if you can't support us monetarily, completely understandable everybody's in a different situation but please do hit like on this video subscribe to the channel and then tell your friends and tell your family cheesehead tv we are devoted to green bay packers fans worldwide thanks a lot everybody have a great weekend go pack go 